When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When I say wheel, you say suckers. Wheel. Suckers. Wheel. Suckers. Welcome to Wheel Suckers. Hey, guys. I'm your captain, Alex. I look after social media, marketing, and events at Look Mum No Hands, a cycle cafe bar workshop on 49 Old Street, London. And I'm joined by my stoker. Hola. I am the director of the London Bike Kitchen. We are a do-it-together bike workshop located in Hackney. And we teach people how to fix their own bikes through classes, drop-in sessions, and our women and gender variant wag nights. Welcome to our first podcast of 2018. <gasps> Happy New Year! 2018, 2018. I don't know what, what's Is your that what t- the kids are saying <laughs> these days? 2018, grab someone to your left and someone to your right and lift them up. 2018. <laughs> Let's get stronger this year. Let's fight and be strong. Yeah. That's what yeah, I that think people have been right. saying. Just same shit, different year, right? Yeah. I think it's going to get worse. It's going to get... I, yeah, I don't think it's going to get better. I've been like going, oh, maybe it'll be better this year. And then I've no. been like, heh. <laughs> In the previous podcast, we announced that we had been finalists for the 2018 Bike Biz Awards. And left it at that. I didn't realise there was voting. And it's a popularity contest, you guys. Yeah, basically, we want to win. Yeah, I've never, I've never been popular in my life. So here's my chance to get my twenty my popular back. eighteen. Yeah. So make it happen, please. So you can vote for <laughs> us. Make my dreams come true. Make what? teenage Jenny's <laughs> yeah, dreams make come teenage true. Teenage Jenny happy. <laughs> twenty eighteen, Jenny's eighteen again. Make her happy. <laughs> So I'll put a link below. Look, Mum New Hands has been voted as specialist retailer. Don't actually really know what that is. You're not a traditional bike shop, maybe. We're better than that. (laughs) We've evolved. (laughs) And Jenny is cycling woman of the year. Vote for us. Okay. Vote for us. Thanks, Mike. Thank you already. Thanks in advance. (laughs) What's happened? happened? Where have you been, Jenny? I've been on the other side of the world. That's pretty mind-blowing. How is it over there? It's all right. It's hot. And it's on fire. So I went to California for Christmas. My parents live in San Diego. Wales, vagina. San Diego! I know, I can't (laughs) help but think that. (laughs) And it's, it's nice. It's sunny all the time. It's very, very dry. Very dry. Like, the driest. That's why everything's on fire over there. I was invited to give a talk at the Microwave in LA. Ding! So cool! Yeah, <laughs> such a good name. So there's the Bike Kitchen in LA, which is where it started, and then there's also the Bike Oven, 
and the bike row wave and they're located in different parts of LA. I want to do the bike queue next. Yeah, that should be the next one, right? Good idea. BBQ. Cook up a good bike. Crunchy. <laughs> it's what's The space at the microwave is awesome. It's in Santa Monica, near Santa Monica in huh. LA. It's really close to the beach and the space is huge. It's the size of Look Mum and it's just, it's all DIY, everything and... It's not fair. It's really not fair. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Like, why oh, they have a bike away for the beach. Why can't we have this in London? You have a kitchen in Hoxton in London. Yeah, it's literally the size of a kitchen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you open the drawer, like, get in. <laughs> There's room for two. Well, one of the girls that volunteers there invited me to do a talk and bring the book. And it was the first event they had ever done. I don't know how long they've been running, but longer than London Bike Kitchen. Okay. And they wanted me to talk about, you know, women in cycling. And I was like, cool, yeah, I can do this. And the event was fairly well attended for Jane, who invited me, said it was the biggest event they've ever had with the most women in that space ever. And I was like, oh, shit. So it was funny because... When she's always brought up at their meetings that they need to get more women in, but they need to change the way that they treat women. And I noticed that straight away. I think when I came in, I was greeted straight away by one of the female volunteers, which was cool. But then when I got up to the front desk, I started chatting with Jane because I had met her before. And then the guy that was at the front desk just kind of did a double take or a triple take. And then I was like, Oh, you're that girl. And I was like, yeah, I'm that girl. Wow. (laughs) And then uh, 10 minutes later, another guy was like, oh, you're the lady. Yes, I am the lady. I have a name. Oh, my God. Or do you want to like chat or not just exclaim that I've, uh, I'm this. You exist. Yeah, I exist as a female. (laughs) So that was really interesting as a... To illustrate their space and Mm. the issues that they have. And I did do the talk about how to get more women into STEM fields. And one of the guys that volunteers there towards the end was like, during the Q&A session, he was like, well, that's all well and good, but, you know, what are some practical things that a space like us could do Mm. and like I hadn't thought about that so it was a really good question and so I kind of want to create that like little Mm. these are things you can do to encourage more women to come in I I said I was like well for you should have more events like this that are Mm women-led and you should let the women in your workshop have more positions of power for lack of a better word or leadership being able to be involved or contribute, giving them yeah. time to contribute their ideas. Exactly. Giving them space. Giving them space. Time. Yeah. Giving them the floor. That was the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Mm. Um, so I need to kind of think, come up with something and ask some, maybe I'll post it on Twitter and just yeah, I can get, get some hive mind on yeah, this. Yeah, I guess like, what can, other people. What can people do to then encourage more women to come into bike spaces? And it was also really cool afterwards because there were some women who came from LA Bike Kitchen who were really into the talk because they were like, we have this problem. Mm. We don't get 
we get hardly any women coming in and using our workshop. And they saw the picture. I posted the picture of Wagfest where there were like 50 people, mostly women attending. And they were like, holy shit. Like they had never thought of being able to do an event like that or mm. getting that many people to come. And I'm like, you can do this. We can help. And mm. had this idea of starting a like international Slack group of women's bright bike projects around the world so we can share ideas because they had had, a really good idea they have a women's night but they don't have a schedule and they don't have festival or anything like that either Mm. and I think women tend to like set curriculums I just generally I think anybody does don't they because I think when you're interested in going to something you'd like to know when it is Mm -hmm. third Wednesday of the blah 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 and like, what's happening and it needs to repeat and I found I used to run like a craft club mm. and I'd have people and it took them months to come but they always knew when it was on that step of going yeah is quite hard yeah so that's why you need to do a regular night so the minute that moment takes that step get that to motivation come, to they don't want to come all that go. way and it not be on because then you've lost them yeah so coming soon um, you've got anything to contribute please send it our way and while you're in America, you interviewed your dad. Oh, yeah. We did a, the first ever podcast. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop, um, the podcast. My dad is the one who probably planted the seeds and got me into bikes. So I did a little interview with him. And here we go. Hi, everybody. I'm interviewing my dad while I'm away on holiday. What's your name? George. My dad rides bikes all the time, and I think that's where I got my love for bikes from. So I thought it'd be really good to interview him and find out what makes him tick and what he thinks about bikes. So, um, Dad, where and when did you learn to ride a bicycle? Oh, back in the old country in Poland. We lived in a dirt poor village, but my parents had a bike and my older brother learned to ride it so I after I got a little taller I was able to stand on the pedals and ride it around and that was quite exciting could you even sit down not at first but <laughs> after a while <laughs> I figured things out yes so, do you remember how old you were probably about eight nine okay yeah so you were just trying to copy him yes correct was he happy that you were riding the bike? No big deal, you know. He, he wasn't using it all the time, so it, we kind of learned to share it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Did you ride a bike when you moved to America? I think I did for a little bit. My friends had some bikes, and we, but mostly we played a lot of baseball, softball, basketball games, soccer, so... Biking was not high on the list. Oh. When and why did you stop? I don't know. I guess I got busy with work, so uh, there was no time to ride. But uh, I always kind of kept it in the back of my mind. But didn't you get a car? Oh, yeah. Eventually, when I got a car, that was a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> and senior year in high school, it was bikes. Oh, forget it. <laughs> So then after that, you just didn't touch a bike until when? Until um, got married and started having kids. And and uh, you two got your bikes. And uh, 
after a while had to buy more bikes for you so but uh, around uh, 30 years ago I had hip surgery so doctor said I couldn't do any exercise not that I did ever much but he said I could ride a stationary bike well I took it a step further since we had the daughters had two bikes I used one of them uh, rode in the hills in our development and after I broke both of the bikes <laughs> being hard hills how did you break them <laughs> oh the uh, I rode a lot of in the dirt area it was just a punishing sport I guess it wasn't the right bike for that type of riding right uh, it couldn't handle it was just for little like a beach cruiser you know but the I I decided to buy some something more for me and uh, started biking to work. How far away was work? Uh, it's about seven and a half miles one way. And I did that for well over 20 years and kept buying more bikes, and road bikes especially, since they were lighter and easier to handle, taking them in and out of the car and... Uh, Sometimes I went on longer rides. It was easier to do. Why did you start biking to work? Uh, I didn't have to go through the security border checkpoint for one. and I started to like the exercise and the, the feeling to get away from all the crazy traffic on the highway. So just so you know, the commute from our house to where my dad worked at the nuclear power plant, there's a big border checkpoint and all the cars on the highway have to stop and that's what my dad's talking about so how many bikes do you have now i have three bikes three three bikes that work yes absolutely <laughs> i had interchange them in order not to do maintenance all the time because i ride every day but uh yes i have three bikes of my own one for you and one is a historic piece. What, what makes it historic? It's a Fisher. It's a Gary Fisher. Gary Fisher. It's a combination. It's a hybrid road uh, mountain bike. Yeah. One of the first. It's pretty nice. So what's your favorite ride to do now? Uh, the MS ride. I've been doing it for over 11 years now. And it's a... Uh, Worthy cause, multiple sclerosis. It's a two-day event with a lot of pedaling in between, yeah. And where does it start and where does it finish? Starts at Irvine and down to Carlsbad and finishes in San Diego, San Diego Mission Bay. Oh. Are you going to do it again next year? Maybe. <laughs> it's getting harder. <laughs> Electric assist. <laughs> How many times have you been knocked off your bike? Uh, it's something I don't like to talk about, but a couple, yeah. But uh, it, it's, you could say, a dangerous sport. So what do you think could make it safer to ride here in San Diego? Better bike paths uh, and fewer cars. You know, the drivers think they own the world, and they just assume run over you is look at you so it's, it's a, a mental problem with the 
people in cars, trucks. Yeah, it's funny because it feels really similar to how drivers are in London. Is there anything you'd like to add? (laughs) Oh, it's a good exercise, good ride, but here again, you have to be careful and share the road. Wise words. Thanks, Dad. Wise words from your dad. I yeah. love him laying it down. Yeah, he's a man. Share the road, everybody. A few words, but one thing he said that didn't get recorded when I kind of just ran the questions past him and I asked him, oh, what could um, what could we do to make like cycling better or roads safer for cyclists? And my dad said, arm all the cyclists. <laughs> dad. Dad. <laughs> pow, pow. <laughs> That's what it used to be, though. Like, in the Tour de France, I think, back in the day, they they did advertisements for guns. What? Saying, bicyclist best friend or something like that. Because wow. in Tour de France, they, they didn't have as much monitoring. So they'd be cycling through these mountain passes. And people would hire, like, assassins or, you know, saboteurs <laughs> to, like... <laughs> and so you, you were meant to carry a pistol with you <laughs> as you were cycling to pr- make sure that these guys didn't fuck you up. Wow. I don't it's know, maybe really hard to fire a gun while you're cycling. I'm up it's, for the I think it's a deterrent rather yeah. than anything else. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But yeah, so that was my holiday and that was a really nice interview to do because I had never, I didn't know that story about my dad and his first bike and it was really nice. Yeah, Yeah. that was really nice. Oh, oh, (laughs) podcast. So what have you got coming up? So we've got, we're ready for your New Year's resolutions to go and take care of your bike and ride your bike more. We've actually sold out of all our intro to maintenance classes up until the beginning of March. So <laughs> wow. I need to... So get on it, get booking. Yeah, and we are going to be doing more one-to-one classes, um, bespoke classes, mm. now that we've got a couple new mechanics starting in February. So if you're the type of person who are, is looking for something 
quite precise or you want the full attention of the instructor. Oh, teach, um, teach, don't here. ignore me! <laughs> we're here to cater for your needs. Like, for example, we've got two women that are coming in to prepare for a cycle tour across Canada this summer and they want to do a bespoke class that will prepare them not only for touring maintenance but any other random questions that they might have and we're going to design the class just for them that's good to know so bespoke classes oh how about you Alex, how was your holiday? I had a great time. <laughs> did, did not ride my bike. Ooh. <laughs> it's good to have a break, though, because mm. I ride every day to mm. work. And, well, it was rare replacement to Essex, so I couldn't take my bike anyway. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, because it's coach. Nationalise the road. Yeah. You <laughs> could, you, I have seen people get it on the coach. You either put it in a bag... So it doesn't look like a bike, like take the wheels off. Yeah. Or I've seen, I got a coach to Bristol once and they'd taken the front and the back wheel off, sandwiched the frame and mm-hmm. then wrapped it in cling film. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. So I could have done that. Just didn't ride my bike. Had a nice little break. It was quite good to get good. back. Right. Yeah, really, I feel really it makes slow you miss now. It. Yeah. And then it's like a relationship. And because I cycled in that like kind of really shitty rain and sleety. And now I'm like, oh my, it's warm. It's not warm, but it's just not <laughs> cold and wet. I'm like, this yeah, is great. It's not terrible. So yeah, my advice, cycle when it's really crap weather, because any other weather that isn't that, you feel amazing. Mm. <laughs> so inspired by Jenny and her podcast, I interviewed my dad. We're going to play that for you now. Hi, friends. I'm here with my dad for a special short little <laughs> Popcast, uh, inspired by Jenny speaking to her dad. So please say hi. Hi. And what's your name? My name's Ian. I'm Alex's dad. <laughs> hi, Dad. So the first question is, when and where did you learn to ride a bike? Okay. Uh, well, I've been thinking about this, and I'm pretty sure it was when I was nine years old at uh, junior school, and we had a thing called the Cycling Proficiency Scheme, and so I did that. And it would have been several days of riding around the school playground on a bicycle. Oh, wow. And at the end of that, you get, and I think it's a triangular badge, but you get a badge, cycling proficiency. So that would have been in the 60s. Wow. Yeah. So that's when I first learned. But learning to ride around a playground must have been interesting. Yeah. And then the road, did they help you with the road? Uh, No, just the playground. (laughs) (laughs) Then you just fend for yourself. Yeah. And then, if I can just add, a lot further, a lot later, when I was in my 50s, I think, I did a how to teach people to cycle course uh, with somebody, can I mention Pam? Pam Nelson. Pam Nelson. Pam Nelson. Shout out to Pam, yeah. And that was something like three weekends of something like 10 hours, like a 30-hour course. Mm. And I got a certificate for that. Mm. But unfortunately, I didn't make much use of it, to my regret. Yeah. Where was it again? Where did you learn? You said at school playground. Uh, The school playground was in Houghton Regis in Bedfordshire in England. And the teaching people to cycle uh, was in Colchester in Essex. Yep, shout out to Colchester. When and why did you stop cycling? That's a good question. I would say I've had several periods of cycling. I cycled from 8, 9 or 10 uh, for a few years. Cycled to school a bit cycled out at weekends a bit sometimes taking photos um but when i went to secondary school at 11 or 12 
I stopped cycling regularly. So I didn't cycle to school very much. We took a coach. And then I went to university eventually and didn't cycle there very much at all. But I started cycling again with my first proper job after university. And I did something that I do now. I did a hybrid commute. So I would cycle, I think it was seven miles from Colchester to Dedham. And then I'd leave my bike at a colleague's house and we'd go into Ipswich in his car. Ah, And I tried to do that all year round. And the, the cycle ride from Colchester to Dedham uh, was unlit, country lanes. And I, I, I did that for probably a year or so. And then I think I had a long break. I had a long gap of barely cycling at all until I was about 40. So a gap of maybe 10 or more years, maybe 15 years. And I started cycling at 40 with a very good friend of mine called Paul Smith, who had just got into mountain biking and had bought a Marin Marin mountain bike. This would have been in about um, the mid-90s, when mountain biking was was really popular and growing, as it still is. Uh, So yeah, he'd bought a mountain bike, and so I bought a mountain bike. His was a Marin. (laughs) Mine was a Rally. (laughs) But it was good. It had Shimano LX, which which was pretty reasonable at the time. And then we decided we wanted to try proper cycling with drop handlebars. So we went to France... And I can remember it quite well. We went uh, on the the Channel Tunnel when it had pretty much only just opened. So I hope I'm getting the dates right here. And I remember it cost £8 each way to take a car through the tunnel for a day trip on the train. So we went to a supermarket in France and uh, we both bought uh, the cheapest road bikes we could find. Oh, wow. (laughs) With the Shimano Sora, I think it was, which was a proper, you know, race style a group set and then the two of us started doing long bike rides uh, and by long i suppose i mean probably 50 miles that wasn't the average but but we certainly did plenty of 50 mile rides mm. and i don't think i've stopped cycling since so. no you haven't <coughs> had a break since no, have you really no oh and then shortly after that i went back to france and i bought a tandem from a french supermarket and brought that back and did a little bit of riding with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story I tell people is I grew yeah. up on a tandem. Absolutely uh, true. Going yeah. to school and all the kids screaming and shouting and making fun out of us. That's right. That lasted <laughs> for that, Dad. It lasted for a few years. <laughs> but then we reached a point where When they realised it didn't affect us anymore. <laughs> no, I think the embarrassment factor was too was high. too great for yeah, Alex. It was very strong. And she said no dad. But it was preceded by more than one cycle ride with Alex with her feet off the pedals, reading a book on the back of the tandem. That is how you fall off a tandem, <laughs> if you ever want to know how. It's don't hold on and don't put your feet on the pedals. You come flying right off. Quite Who right. Knew? And talking of falling from tandems, I then bought a George Longstaff tandem tricycle oh, yeah. for £300. An absolutely <sighs> wonderful bike. Oh, I remember that, Which yeah. I should never have sold for £300, but I did. And Alex and I fell off that lots of times. We yeah. fell off because if the road's really cambered, yeah. the road's really curved, Yeah, <laughs> it just flew off. I remember one incident where we both ended up in a thorn bush. <laughs> yeah, tandem yeah. tricycles are something else. They're hardcore. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good times. I miss it, but I'm not going to buy another one. No. We miss it. You miss it 
like, if you actually had it, you wouldn't miss it. But I you do think fondly of it because it's not there. I do now have two tandems, so I still have the French supermarket tandem, but I also have a 1937 Freddie Grubb painted gold uh, solid steel tandem. <laughs> wow, <laughs> which is which you which you can ride, yeah, and. Um, Probably this will upset the purists, but I have got a Shimano Alphine hub on the back <laughs> of a 1937 tandem. <laughs> so that's quite a nice ride, actually. Yeah, we should let's do a ride on that. That'd be fun. Yeah. 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 There's a plan. Back to the old school. How many bikes do you have now? That's a great question. It's several. It's double figures. It's probably... Double figures. It's, it's around at least 15 that you could ride within an hour or so yeah because usually the question is how many are like complete how many are rideable and how yeah. many are okay so it's it's four or five with the tires pumped up it's another 10 that need a little bit of work and then lots of frames and wheels and group sets <laughs> and hubs and spokes and the whole bit and my own attempt at a diy cycle workshop yeah uh, so i can put a thread on a spoke and make a spoke a different length which was a kind of target for me uh, but i've never built a frame and that's probably my next target that's your 2018 yeah. goal yeah, yeah. so lots of bikes yeah. lots is the yeah. answer yeah would you like to know well let me just mention the highlights go on then okay okay recumbent tricycle yeah uh, folding bike yep fixed wheel and an on say 1990s giant tcr that's it <laughs> okay uh let's do your favorite ride my favorite ride will be in france and it's probably out d'huez but round the side not the obvious ride up so and what would you like to see change to make more people oh much better cycle lanes ride. with curbs cycle lanes with curbs yeah is what we need yeah let's go dutch and uh, I guess end on a slightly bad one. How many times have you been knocked off? I've had two accidents, one of them quite serious, requiring surgery. Uh, but as soon as I could, I got back on the bike. Get back on your bike. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Dad. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> See you, friends. Bye. That was so <laughs> cute. That's amazing. Yes. 15 bikes yeah, working yeah he's always had a lot of bikes wow <laughs> i want to see them you got to get him one of the like a bicycle academy um, yes frame building yeah thing. i keep saying that he's going to come to bespoke for the first ah, time this year cool. he, went the bed, he sat there and he went have you heard of bespoke it's like dad we do the catering i've been there for the last three years I went there for it was around my birthday when i was there and he was like oh oh yeah oh yes <laughs> do you think i'm gonna go for one day and i was like you can't go for one day you need to go for more than one day because it's so much there it's yeah, so good yeah. so we're gonna go together this year do you record your dad's reactions oh my god that would be so much fun i'm following so around yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it would blow podcast. his mind because i don't think he's seen anything like that we before. should do a regular podcast yeah catch up with your pops yeah <laughs> pop in with the popcorns so yeah, I'll do my dad reaction yeah, oh to Bespoke, because okay. that will be good. Yeah. Uh, an update, we're doing a new menu at 49 mm. Old Street. Mm. I'm actually trying very hard to not say meat-free, but I'll admit it is meat-free. So we're doing a veggie, vegan menu only. And it's our first time we've ever done that. What prompted this? Seven years. One of the owners, Sam, 
is vegetarian. Lewin's vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, I think as well, kind of alternates. So three of really? the owners. Wow. So three of the owners don't consume a lot of meat. Yeah. And January is always a good time yeah, to try yeah, something for new, sure. to reflect. And yet, we've never ever done anything like this before. So I it's think it's cool. really interesting. Yeah, it's really fun. And we have feedback forms that we have in the cafe, which my favorite was someone wrote, you should do a bicycle burger that's two burgers as the wheels and the <laughs> chips are like the frame in the middle. And I was like, yes! <laughs> the bike burger. So good. And we have like, what do you think of this change? Love it, indifferent, bring back bacon. And at the moment, love it, bring back bacon are kind of equal. So, so. like not many votes for indifferent. There's a few indifferent, yeah. yeah. People who don't care. Or uh, my other, another good one was, I'd like to see more veggie options like salmon. we had a wonderful world of feedback forms so yeah if you're nearby come along try a new menu and let us know what you think shape the future of look mum let us know how to improve I mean I always know what you like I always get the veggie stuff at look mum and I was at look mum kitchen today and I think the food there is great the harissa quinoa sweet potato salad and it was divine well, exciting things for 2018. We are one of Helen Wyman's sponsors. Woo! Ah! Oh, Helen. I'll put some links below. It was kind of really interesting that she was struggling to find sponsors. That, that is the plight of women cycling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's crazy. So we stepped up. We're one of quite a few. And it's exciting and different and new. I've never really worked as a brand supporting a cyclist obviously what support. does it entail does she wear the kit she's amazing she's got kit yeah with our logo on and other logos she's extremely tight sends drop boxes once a week Wyman Wednesdays updates on the rides that she's doing it's not hard <laughs> she makes it very easy if you're ever thinking of sponsoring her she's made it so easy online you guys give her money yes she gives you content she gives me sweet, sweet content. Sweet, sweet Cycles content. around, being rad at races with our logo on her kit. Win-win. That, it's why, win-win. Why don't more people do what this? Do I don't it? understand. And she's going to be in the Cyclocross National Championships this Sunday. 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 This Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Live at Look Mum No Hands. We're firing up the big screen. So you can come and watch Cyclocross. We serve beer if you're drinking. We sell coffee if you're drinking. You should do an ad. We have free tap water. <laughs> you can try a new menu. So yeah, it's exciting. The exciting cycling's already started. I can't believe it. You know, and you're like, poof, here we go. Here we, here we, here <laughs> here we, we fucking go. go. Your special mission this week is to vote for us. Yeah. <laughs> if you do one thing this week, let it be this. You vote for me, Jenny G. Vote for Look Mum No Hands. And vote for Cascat Magazine. It deserves to win. Yeah, Danielle works really hard. And if you like what we do, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Your second secret secret mission is to yeah. share this podcast with somebody else. Just you one person. Like Just it. share it with one yeah. person. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.